0: Dateline, February 27th, 2011.
1: Well, g'day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 137 of the Airplane Geek Show. And, uh you know, i got a bone to pick with Dan Webb. He said we uh, said last what, week... only one? Yeah, only one. He said we were going to... Well, I've got two, actually. We'll get to that in a minute. First one is he tried to point out last week that we said we'd only be five minutes. <laughs> we never said that. We're not even capable of doing only five minutes. And the other bone I have to pick with, with young Dan about is his Facebook page, which proudly announced on the 25th of this month, being February, that it was Dan's birthday. So, you know, I thought I'd get on there and say, Happy birthday, young man. Oh, geez. I wish I was that young and all that sort of stuff well Dan can tell everybody at the end of this report when his actual birth date is. It's not this month, though. Oh, really? Yep, he got me and several others by the looks of it, so there you go. I'm glad I wasn't the only one.
0: Right, well, in the interest of keeping things nice and moving, let's kick into the first story, which is direct across from across the ditch at the Shaky Isles. As most of you around the world know, uh, another large earthquake has hit Christchurch. This one was actually uh, not as strong as the one last year, but it was closer to the surface and did way more damage. Not only did it cause significant damage and death, in the uh, town of Christchurch and many areas around it, it effectively shut down uh, the area air traffic control for the whole of New Zealand. Uh, like Australia, they have decentralized air traffic control systems, except unlike here where we have two major locations in Brisbane and Melbourne, they have all their eggs in one basket in Christchurch. And with the latest earthquake, uh, they had to shut it down and all pilots had to resort to Tiber, which is uh, where the pilots broadcast and maintain their own situational awareness.
1: And, uh, yeah, I guess responsible for their own... Uh traffic separation and all that sort of stuff. Um, I guess, basically, Grant, that would have turned New Zealand into a giant, uncontrolled chunk of airspace. So uh, that would have been, uh, you know, the last thing that they really would have needed given all the other problems they've had. But uh, gee whiz, made our, our heart really goes out to our friends in New Zealand. And we know we have a lot of listeners here on the Airplane Geeks as well as on our own show uh, from New Zealand. So uh, our heart goes out to you guys because we know we're, you're doing it uh, really tough at the moment. Our friend Errol Cavett. Now, uh, you, you may remember a few episodes back that Errol actually uh, posted up a photo that Max used on one of, one of the recent episode's uh, blog posts. Uh, Uh, Errol's actually just uh, recently, actually just today, written in to let us know that uh, he's okay and sounds like his family are okay too. And he had some friends down in the Christchurch area, but it turns out that they're okay. So uh, good news for Errol. But uh, we just, uh, before we talk about the aviation aspect of it, because our Air Force has been quite active uh, in the relief uh, efforts, Grant, there is an appeal. Have you got the link there uh, for people who might like to uh, send some uh, much needed funds down to New Zealand?
0: Yep, that's right. Uh, If you're wanting to help out with the recovery efforts and getting people back on their feet in Christchurch, you can go to... www.redcross.org.nz nz nz as in New Zealand slash donate so that's redcross.org.nz slash donate
1: yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure Max will uh, throw a link to that into the show notes. Um, of course, uh, you know, Australia and New Zealand are very similar in culture in many ways, and uh, although we do like to uh, have a good crack in, at, at each other in a friendly rivalry sort of way, uh, that all goes out the window in times of crisis like this. The Royal Australian Air Force has been very active uh, flying uh, much-needed supplies into Christchurch once the airport was uh, able to be uh, cleared for operations again. Uh, C-17s have been operating backwards and forwards, mainly from uh, Amberley and from Richmond uh, Air Force bases here in uh, in Australia and also C-130s. And Grant, I even heard that the Singaporean Air Force had a C-130 that was operating in New Zealand at the time and it's also been utilised to uh, ferry suppliers in and out.
0: All hands are on deck. Air New Zealand's done a lot of effort. Uh, Rob Fife went to Christchurch and was in direct communication with the uh, Kiwi Prime Minister and the Mayor of Christchurch, uh, doing all that he could with his airline to help out, doing $50 domestic fares from anywhere in in New Zealand to get to Christchurch and and also to get out. They put on extra capacity capacity. And they've also made available some discount um, airfares for international people who need to get to Christchurch to be close to family.
1: Yeah, so, and also interesting to see, too, that uh, USAID has uh, also seen a huge contingent of, uh, of people across, people mainly from Los Angeles, from the Los Angeles area, by all reports. So they would be very experienced in uh, earthquake search and rescue procedures. So, uh, you know, good to see that the, the world is coming together to help our friends in New Zealand. And, uh, and like I say, Grant, uh, we, we wish them all the best in uh, what's going to be a, a long and protracted and uh, very difficult recovery.
0: Indeed, indeed. But meanwhile, over here, we've also got a bit of a recovery that people are waiting for, and that's uh, what's happening with Virgin Blue. Uh, They've been in the news quite a bit this week. Last week, we were talking more about Qantas. Now it's back to Virgin Blue. It's almost like watching a metronome tick back and forth. Qantas News, Virgin Blue dominates. Qantas yeah. dominates. Virgin Blue dominates. So today we're uh, talking about VB, more details about the ATR-72s that they're buying for the SkyWest Alliance. That will allow them to uh, run similar sectors to those Embraer E-170s that had uh, similar capacities, similar times on, on short sectors but a significantly reduced cost. They've also released photos of the uh, interior of the new A330 aircraft. They're going to run transcontinental from the East Coast across to Perth and back. Uh, They're ex-Emirates A330s, and they've got quite a snazzy interior apparently, including the first ever Virgin Blue business class. So that's looking pretty good. And to combine with that, they've released new uniforms for pilots and cabin crew. And uh, yeah, they're looking kind of funky.
1: You know, the the interesting thing about Virgin Blue's... uh Uniforms, particularly for their pilots is that at least in the past they've appeared to be um, well I guess non-traditional they've sort of worn uh, brown or fawn coloured pants and uh, just had a bit of more of a casual and layback sort of look but uh, Grant just having a look at these new uniforms particularly for the pilots um, they seem to be going back to the you know the the black pants the uh, the black suit jacket and uh, more looking like what you would I guess traditionally expect an airline pilot to wear you know uh, interesting looking at the cabin crew's uniforms I actually don't like them I prefer the old ones to be honest with you
0: I don't know I need to see them in three dimensions. You know, it's it's one thing to look at a, at a photo. It's another to see them actually being worn by people as they go about their work.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of Virgin Blue's uh, profits, uh, they had a net profit before tax uh, so far this year of uh, $72 million. In fact, uh, that's down 63% nearly uh, on this time last year. So uh, their, their profits are down a little bit. But, uh, you know, they have been, I guess, uh, you know, if you could look at it from the standpoint that they've been investing heavily in, uh, in new aircraft recently. So yep. uh, th- that's probably got a lot to do with it, I'd say.
0: Well, they've also been hit by the uh, effect of cyclones and floods and so on on the tourism market, they're very uh, much related to the tourism market, and uh, those impacts have slowed down their profit. Uh, they did warn us in January that this was going to be coming up, and uh, as predicted, it has come down. They're also saying that they've got a pretty good chance that it's going to be a tough second half of the year. We're only halfway through our financial years at the moment, so yeah, let's let's see how it goes for them. It could still be a tough year. It depends on how many more uh, impacts they get. But this again reinforces the need for them to get more into the business. And uh, premium traveller environments, uh, as they've said, just a few a few extra percentage market share in the uh, premium and business markets will really have a major impact on their bottom line.
1: Interesting times, and obviously Borghetti is using the vast experience he gained at Qantas, and uh, he'll be able to to really uh, target that market quite effectively. I feel uh, he's also quoted here as saying that the outlook for the second half of the financial year here in Australia is not looking all that good in terms of uh, consumer uh, discretionary spending. Uh, obviously, people are uh, you know still uh, wanting to hang on to their dollars and uh, because the cost of living at at the moment here is skyrocketing and uh, Grant, uh, you don't want me to talk too much about the carbon (laughs) tax that's just been announced, but uh, boy, we're going to talk a lot about that in future episodes. In fact, it's just been announced this week that we're going to have a carbon tax despite promises to the contrary before the election we've just had and uh, boy, am I hopping mad about that. But we're not going to go into that this time around, but uh, I tell you what, uh, that is really going to have an impact in my opinion on people's discretionary spending, which is already stretched to the limit and uh, that's going to flow right through to the airlines in my opinion.
0: That is definitely going to happen and uh, I've I've been having some chats with friends in the retail industry and they've been telling me that December was terrible that January's been pretty quiet and February is just totally stalled Uh, indications are that they've gone through the worst six months they've had in 20 years things like this so uh, it's it's a delicate time to be doing anything people just aren't spending the money unless they have to so yeah of course that means why travel if you don't have to
1: well speaking of travelling Grant just before we sign off for this week we should mention that we'll be doing a lot of travelling over the uh, the coming week we'll be travelling from where we live on the uh, the east side of Melbourne around the bay and down to the west side of Melbourne to Avalon Airport and uh, the Australian International Air Show and uh, Defence Aerospace Exposition or it goes something like that anyway we'll just shorten that to Avalon 2011 uh, that starts this week goes for six days and uh, we're going to Attempt to put out a short show every day, so uh, boy, we're going to be tied by the next AusDesk.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a point. How are we going to manage an AusDesk? Hey, we might have to uh, we might have to see if we can get that guy who did the uh, the read for David when he couldn't make it the other day. Who was that? Was some, he had all sorts of problems trying to get the French out.
1: No, oh, if he couldn't speak French, he's got no chance of speaking Australian.
0: Oh, yeah, true, good point. I mean, you know, if, you, if I have fun with Australian place names, how would he go? Oh,
1: uh, no, we've done we've done Australia Desks driving down the freeway in the car. We've done them sitting in the car at the airport. So I'm sure that we can find, uh, you know, I'm sure we can find a way to do it.
0: Wow, uh, if we're really lucky, maybe we can be we, doing one just near an F-15 as it powers up its engines.
1: Absolutely. And if we do, we'll send that audio straight to David Vanderhoof because we know he'll appreciate it. Well, that's all we've got for this week's Australia Desk. We'll talk to you next week from the Avalon Air Show. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer.
0: And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.